Hello? All right. Internet podcast technically supposed to come out Wednesday, December 20th, now Thursday, December 21st. Re-recording, this is Dave Riley, part of the Fast Karate for the Gentleman movement that is sweeping the nation, much like Lou Farrakhan and his whole thing. Now, this is not a standard episode of Fast Karate. Joel White, my ever-present but not so much now co-host, is fighting dinosaurs at the center of the earth using the ancient technique known as Tomoe Nage. So he can't be here with us. Sorry about that. Uh, also note that I've already recorded this podcast and SoundForge was all like, well, it was like this. I was like, hey, I'm going to record a podcast before I myself. And then SoundForge was like, you want to record this podcast to stereo? And I was like, well, not really. But listen, Ollie, you do the earth thing and I'll fix it later and post. It's cool. We'll figure it out. And SoundForge was like, no, I think I'm going to delete your source file. So... That was a little disheartening yesterday. But we're trying it again. You want to know why? Because I'm here and there's nobody in my apartment right now, so I got nothing better to do. So now we're recording in Audacity, which I hate, like the fires of a thousand suns. But still, we're going to try and figure it out. So I'm going to be brief, maybe. It doesn't matter. We're going to figure this out. You and me, we're going to get this we're going to get through this together, dear listener. We're going to take care of each other. And it'll be like that scene in Cliffhanger where the chick's like going to fall into the chasm, but Salone's holding her. And then like the clip breaks and then you see the teddy bear and it falls. Except instead of, well, you're not going to fall. I'm not, somebody's not going to fall. Maybe, okay, so Salone comes back and he fights Jonathan Lithgow. I'm Stallone. Maybe. Well, let's continue. We got a bunch of voicemails. I'd really like to play a whole bunch of them right now. And I really thank you guys for using that whole audio link thing. But Joel's not here, so I figured that wouldn't be really right. So I figured I'd play two that were somewhat pertinent to the situation. Let's go with the first one from our buddy, the last otaku, who... Let's just see what he has to say. Hey, Dave and Joel. I just want to tell you that I was kicked out of my high school anime club for punching a kid that was dissing older anime in the face. I showed him whose kung fu was stronger. Well, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Keep up the good work at recording cool podcasts. Peace. Alright, so here's the deal, bro. I respect a man who's going to go all out for old school anime. Because, you know, there's not too many of them left. They all like their Naruto's and the Love Hina's or whatever. So it's real cool that you're sticking up for the anime. I like that. I respect you for it. But probably not the best idea to be punching people in the face. That's uh, kind of a questionable move. So listen, at least if you're going to do it, maybe you don't want to do it to people who you might have to socially interact with at some time. Here at Fast Karate, we don't want you to use violence on people. More specifically, we don't want you to use violence on people when other people are around and know that it's you that's using the violence. So take this, for example. You're walking around the halls at school and you see this buddy and he's with his friends and they're having a good time dissing whatever. Macross. Not cool, man. Macross is a pretty good show. So they're laughing and they're like, ha, 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 love Hina and air and 
Nana, whatever that is. We lo- these shows are awesome, and they're great. And they got those little things, or they got those like tiny teacups that you hold with your thumb and your forefinger pinched together, and they've got their pinkies out, and they think you're so great. They think they're awesome. So this is what you do. You take banana peel, simple little banana peel. could find one anywhere. You toss it right in front of the stairs. Now he's walking, ho, ho, ho. My, I do say, Thaddeus, didn't you think that last episode of Shogimuki Complex 7 was amazing? <laughs> Slips on a banana peel, falls down 10, 15 stairs. Your problem's over. Best part, nobody knows it was you. And Macross is safe once again, and the world is happy. Can you understand why this is a better alternative than punching someone in the face? I would hope so. Listen, we're here to teach the new generation. On to more punching in the face, we got another voicemail about our thoughts on God Hand. Let's listen. Your review of God Hand just sold a copy to me. I ran out and bought God Hand, so if that was your goal, you achieved it. I grew up playing Final Fight, and with the addition of God Hand, I'm worrying my friend Sarah, she thinks I'm going to punch someone in the face every time I walk down the street. But my friend Leona, I let her play God Hand, and she thought it was the best thing ever. So thank you for that, and that's it. Goodbye. All right, all right, all right. Now, where are these girls who play video games on the internet? I'm not kidding. I mean, it's all well and good that you bought God Hand. That's cool. I only have one question to ask you. Okay, two questions. Is Leona hot? Can I have her number? Listen, she's already got the name thing going on. I'm a soft sell when it comes to kooky out of the way names like Leona, like that chick from King of Fighters with the blue hair and the military uniform. That would be really awesome if it wasn't for the fact that there are totally other hot chicks in King of Fighters like Vice and King. So, you know, Leona's got the whole thing going on with the tousled hair and... She's like, animal, it's like, rah, it's like, man, what would that girl be like in the bedroom? But at the same time, you know, she's not wearing a bartender's uniform or doing negative gain on people. Though, to be fair, I was always a fan of Withering Surface for its anti-air technique. So, we're very proud of you for buying God Hand. We're happy you enjoy it. Let's recap. One, God Hand, great game. Two, is Leona hot? Three, well, I don't, there wasn't a third point. If she's hot, give me her number. That's the third point. Moving on. We got an email. I figured this would, now that Joel's disappeared for whatever, I figured this would be a good time to stick in an email from our buddy, Joe Becerra, who asked, among other things, to talk about Deus Ex. Since Joel hasn't really played Deus Ex, uh, I figured I could take up the mantle of responsibility. I'm good like that. So let's read the email. Get a little what Mr. Joe is coming from here. Hey Dave and Joel, I'm writing this to thank you for introducing me to Joan Sodico. I know what you're thinking. How could he thank us for opening his world to a level of despair in the field of soda enjoyment. But in actuality, I do intend on giving Jones a small measure of business, for I have a friend who will do anything for me if I buy him a meal. Last time I had him taste something absolutely atrocious. It was the disgusting assortment of jelly beans from the Harry Potter confectioner Bertie Bott. I video recorded him dry heaving to vomit flavored jelly beans for about 30 minutes before his throat calmed down enough to have a to have an ear of 
to have an earwax-flavored bean. Suffice it to say, the whole evening was filled with raucous laughter from my cadre of fellows, all at his expense. When I listened to your Poison episode, it reminded me greatly of my little experiments, and made me want to do all this again. Sadly, the Christmas flavors appear pretty tame compared to Thanksgiving, but with any luck, I will find one of these still in the aisle. But other than that, great show. I do agree with the previous fellow who mentioned in one of the earlier emails that you two sound just like Bud sitting in the backseat, just talking about very irrelevant but funny stuff. As a measure of penance to my friend Rob for putting him through what will likely be an unsettling variety of Joan Soda's previous review, Deus Ex, and the follow-up sequel, Deus Ex, The Invisible War. Thanks again for a great show. You keep my hour drive to college entertaining for half the ride. Joe Becker. Okay, first off, feeding your friend Joan Soda... He's probably not going to be your friend anymore. Uh, what's more, when when we had that whole Poison episode, Daryl Surratt was quick to send me instant messages that he had had conversations with his friends, and they were like, oh, listen to those pussies. Those Thanksgiving flavors weren't nearly as bad as the Thanksgiving flavors last year. To which I say, that is some bullshit. It's like, listen, man, if you're one of these kids that's like yeah you're riding around on your skateboard and you're like holy shit man it was so awesome when i took that dive and i broke my leg like that's not cool it's not cool to get hurt doing something stupid like you you see what i'm getting at here that's like with the soda it's stupid and i'm not gonna wear drinking shitty soda on my chest like it's a badge of honor that's just something you have to get through when you miss a podcast so I mean, I guess we know what Joel's going to be going through in the near future. I guess that Christmas variety is still open to us. Anyway, if you're one of these... So we're like the guy who fell down the stairs on the skateboard and broke his leg. And we're not proud of it. But then somebody comes along that broke both the bones in his leg, whereas we only broke one. And he's like, look at these pussies. They only broke one bone in their leg. I'm wasting my time with these kids. Listen, it's not cool to break the bones in your leg. Maybe if, like, some guy who been amputated like he lost his leg in the war it was like you guys are sissies Listen, you didn't even you still have your leg you just got to wait four weeks until it heals well then you could then you could say something but otherwise not really that cool man anyway i i, I wouldn't suggest the whole jones soda thing but you know i guess if you don't want to really keep that friend around for very long that's fine so on to the thrust of the matter we're going to be talking about deus x and i guess deus x too deus x was this cute little first-person shooter that came around before the turn of the century, and it's a lot of fun. You're this nano-machine-enabled cyborg-type warrior in the near future, and there's a whole lot of government conspiracy going on, and they're keeping the man down, and you gotta go out there and set things right. And you go to Hong Kong, and you fight robots, and you have to uncover the evil that lurks within our very government and at the end you go to Area 51 and you're like, man, aliens? What the hell do aliens have to do with this game? That's the that's kind of the gist of Deus Ex. Now, what's really great about Deus Ex is something that we hadn't seen a whole lot before in shooters and it's this RPG-style level-up kind of thing. Uh, so you get points for achieving goals like Ah, you shut down this server that the terrorists were using, or good job blowing up that helicopter, and you get 500 skill points for that. And then you take these skill points, 
and you use them in whatever you want. It's like, now I'm going to upgrade my sniper rifle skill, or I'm going to upgrade my hacking skill, or now I can use lockpucks better. And it really feels like you're getting some growth going on while you're playing this character, right? You become a part of the process. And what's more, it actually had a story, which to this point, shooters... Some had had stories. I mean, Half-Life was around, and Half-Life was pretty good at that. But for the m most part, it was kind of the the Doom 2, you just beat level 9. Here's a wall of text before you get to level 10 with the exact same boxes and the exact same zombies. You know, we thought the nightmare was over, but the nightmare wasn't over. Now we have to go to Earth and end the nightmare once and for all. That sort of thing. Well... Deus Ex comes along and says, hey, we're going to have dialogue and there's going to be like choices you can make in the dialogue and you'll get different stuff back when you do that. Whether it panned out or not is kind of a different sto story, but the general idea is there. So it was like, wow, this game is deep and it's complicated. And given I was like 17, 18, 19 years old at the time. So I was a li little more receptive to things like that. I was like, wow, this is deep. This is awesome. Man, it's like it's like how come this isn't getting published? This is like one of the greatest literary works in our time, man. It's unbelievable. They why this is amazing. Why don't they make more? I've grown up since then. I understand that data sex is not the end all be all. Like it, you know, in a throwdown brawl between Deus Ex and Robert Frost. Well, okay, so Deus Ex would still win because Robert Frost sucks. But regardless, there's some other good authors out there that could beat Deus Ex in a pretend fight. Anyway, so it had a lot of combination of things that weren't really known at the time in the world of shooters. And it really absorbed a whole lot of things from other sources, things you'd never think to combine. Because like when this game came out, it was like, wow. It's like playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. I'm leveling up my character. Except instead of killing goblins with fireball, you level up your pistol skill and then you're shooting little green aliens in the future in the flooded underground Hong Kong subway system. It's like, man, this is so much better than killing goblins. Like, there's no comparison. Goblins? What the hell is a goblin? Forget about it. I want to kill the Majestic 12, whatever they are. Then, you know, they come around with their Deus Ex 2 and kind of mess that all up. Now, I really didn't own a gaming-capable computer until last year, and right now it's sitting next to me without a working power supply, so at the moment I don't own a gaming-capable computer. So I kind of had to play Deus Ex on a friend's rig, and then when Deus Ex 2 came out, I played the demo, but never really went beyond that. And uh, the demo was enough to convince me that this was a game I did not want to play. I think the real defining moment was, you know, early on in this demo, you're walking up to a guy, he's like a bouncer at a club, real exclusive thing, they're dealing in some shady operations, I don't know, I guess on the black market arms trade or something, and he goes, hey buddy, what do you think, you can just walk up in here and come into Jaguar's club, and it's like, oh, and you reply, of course, through this complicated series of menus, oh man, I'm Jaguar's buddy. He's like, I don't think so. You'd be on the list. I don't. You don't look like a guy that knows Jaguar. He's like, of course, your reply is, come on, man. Would I lie to you? And his reply is, 
Oh, well, I guess not. Go on in. It's like, what, what did bouncers turn retarded in the future that they can't figure this out? Like, this is the easiest flim-flam in the world. I could understand if I was Shaft starring Richard Roundtree. Like, that guy was a smooth cat. He could get into any place he wanted and probably have sex with a woman on the way. You don't even know. <laughs> That's kind of just how it happens in those type of movies. But, listen, you're not Shaft. Very few people are. So... Beyond that, like, I guess a lot of people complained about Deus Ex 2. They were like, there's, they dumbed it down for the consoles, which I don't really see. I mean, a lot of people cite the whole uh, universal ammo thing as being dumbed down for consoles, where you have this big pool of ammo instead of individual ones. So maybe you have just 500 ammo instead of, like, 100 pistol bullets and 10 rockets or whatever. Now you have 500 ammo, and the pistol bullets are worth, like, two ammo and the rockets are worth like 10 well i don't really care either way it just seems like they were trying to streamline things and last i checked the playstation was dealing with some crazy complicated things like remembering ammo for more than one gun Uh, i don't really buy it i think maybe they were just trying to go in a different direction whatever that's not really my concern if the dialogue in the rest of the game was as bad as the dialogue in that demo it wasn't worth playing and you know, thinking about it, Deus Ex didn't really have the greatest dialogue or the greatest voice acting or the greatest gameplay. You know, it was a little complex for the time, but there's only so much time you can spend, like, drinking 40s in the New York subway system after you just saved the hostage for the terrorists, whose AI is so piss poor, you know. They do that standard stealth thing where you shoot their buddy Bob in the head and then Five seconds later, they forgot they even had a buddy Bob. So it's like, don't worry about it. Everybody back to your patrol routes, damn it. You know, I I really wouldn't even know how to explain it. I think this is just something you have to experience for yourself. Like somehow the sum of Deus Ex's parts were greater than the parts itself. It's like, it's like if I, if somebody came to my house and like gave me the steering wheel to a car. I guess the steering wheel is like the voice acting. Uh, I would be like, what? What are you stupid? What what am I going to do with the steering wheel? You know, this is... And where, where did you get this thing? I was like, in the garbage? Well, garbage is where this thing should be because it's garbage. And you're garbage. Put yourself in the dumpster, too, while you're at it, wasting my time with this BS. But then some other guy comes along. He's got the, like, the leopard print seat covers. And you're like, damn. Well, you know, put these together with the steering wheel. And some other guy comes in. He's like, yeah, I got the engine. Well, I think we, could, we all know what the engine is. And you you start putting these things together, and they're not so great by themselves. But by the end of it, you got you got a pretty serviceable ride. You know, it's not going to get you any fair ladies, but it'll take you where you're going. And at the end of the night, and then all of a sudden, you're driving in the mall for ice cream sundays. I guess ice cream sundays are like the the whole of the game. Like that's where it all comes together. But still, you're driving in the mall in this kind of burnt out lemon of a car and it's got like that thing where the the paint is fading slowly so it looks like you got a gradient on the car but on closer inspection no it's just you're too cheap to get it repainted and it's getting those like rust pittings around the wheel well and that's not that's not attractive and you know you're driving by some ladies and you're like hey girls what's up and they're like oh no you didn't i know you didn't try and pick me up with that hoopty car and you're like Yes, ma'am. Yes, I did try and pick you up with that hoopty car, and and I apologize. That was that was all. That was my fault, and I'm sorry. Which leads me to the thrust 
of my argument in this podcast, which is Deus Ex is pretty fun, and you, know, you can have your little fun with it. But if you're playing Deus Ex and you never played System Shock 2, you're really missing out. Think of it like this. Like Deus Ex is this burnt out little hoopty, and you're like driving around. And, oh, man, I think I'm cool. Like Skilo and that song. I wish I was a little bit taller. He wishes he was a baller. Well, if you get System Shock 2, like you are the baller. Like Deus Ex is this hoopty car, and... If you get System Shock 2, you've been upgraded, and now you're like in a Ferrari. You're, like, you're still going to get the ice cream sundae. But now, with System Shock 2, you're not in the hoopty car anymore. Now you're in a Ferrari, and you're like going down the highways of France at 100 miles per hour, and you're like blowing girls' skirts up as you fly by. The, see, the good thing is, like in Europe, well, like in America, the girls really like the guys, with like the, the British accents or whatever. That really turns them on. In Europe... Okay, well, I guess it's different there. I, I don't think American accents really turn anyone on. But, say in France, like, the girls are notably, noticeably looser. And you you kind of lose out a little in the equation because they also suffer from noticeably bad hygiene, especially around the, the underarm region and maybe the legs. But that's cool because you you're not going to have to hang out with them again. Like, you're gonna, not going to have to show off hairy McArmpits to your, your buddies at home. You're just there for the quick and easy fling and i guess that's system all right well when i was in high school i went out to italy with some friends of mine and it was a really good time we went on a school trip and we went out to a bar even though like we were all well underage but we weren't underage in italy in italy they just give beer or wine to the babies it's like hey baby have some wine and that's why we have alcoholism today. But that's sort of, that's somewhere else. That's over there. Really, so we're walking home from this bar, and the, we run into these college girls. And we're high school kids. So, of course, we're immediately stunned that they're even looking at us. They're, they, they're kind of under the weather, if you get my drift. And we're totally convinced that we're going to get laid. Well, I'm totally convinced that I'm going to get laid. No, I didn't. But... One of the chicks almost took her top off. It was like really close. And I, at that time, I was like, whoa, naked breasts. This is still something pretty phenomenal to me. I, let me see a little more of this. So I, I guess System Shock 2 is like the girl who would take her shirt off if her other friends weren't around to stop her. You, you, kinda, you see what I'm getting at here. So System Shock 2 takes place not on Earth, like Deus Ex, but in space. But you're still a cyborg. So it's like, cyborg, already good. Cyborg in space, a whole lot better. Cyborg in space, fighting alien worm hybrids, totally awesome. And then they just go from there. Like, that should already be enough to sell you. You probably turned this podcast off trying to find you some System Shock 2 with some space alien worm hybrids and Italian girls to take their tops off. That's cool. If you're not listening anymore, that's fine. But you're missing out because System Shock 2, which I think actually came out before Deus Ex, so I could be wrong, took Deus Ex's leveling thing and then just blew it out of the water. They were like, you know what, buddy? Forget about your leveling crap because we've got it on lockdown. So Deus Ex, you know, you, you upgrade your rifle skill and it's like, great. I do more damage. Hooray. In System Shock 2, you're upgrading all these crazy skills like maintenance so your guns last longer or modifications so you get like a three-round burst on your rifle or your shotgun reloads faster or research so you can 
check out the alien body parts and do more damage to them or research alien weapons that are kind of a waste of time and stupid and most of them don't hurt the aliens you're actually trying to fight against but that's you know that it sucks but it's still there there's still the option even if it sucks and that's nice of them so it's a whole lot different in from deus ex in the fact that you really feel like you're leveling up has a purpose like they give you a choice of something like 16 skills aside from the leveling up where you can choose four and you can choose one that lets you have more cybernetic modifications or you can choose one that lets you hack into the vending machines to get stuff for cheaper. It just, every time it feels like you're playing a different game whereas in Deus Ex you're like, well I have to raise sniper rifle skill otherwise I'm just boned. Or I better learn how to use heavy weapons because Let's face it, you're not killing a Chinese war machine with your little dinky pistol. You just feel like the whole world is more open to you. And this whole time you're running around a spaceship, stranded in the middle of space with these aliens who are trying to kick your ass. So it's like, you know, they're coming at you from all angles. They're firing with both barrels. Add into the mix that System Shock has some pretty sweet co-op abilities. So not only you don't have to take this alien swarm on by yourself... You can, like when I was first introduced to the game, play with a friend. So your friend can be the naval guy with the, like, the cool assault rifle and the maintenance techniques. And you can be the loser researcher with the psionic skills that are maybe good but too hard to master for someone of my limited intelligence. And um, you get to use the laser weapons because... He said it would be redundant to have two people that use standard weapons, but the EMP rifle really sucks for pretty much the whole game and doesn't work on anything that isn't a robot, and you don't really see that many robots. But besides, regardless, you still have a lot of fun shooting things, even if your friend does most of the shooting. And what's more, System Shock 2 has this pretty alive mod community where... Even to this day, there's people making new skins for these monsters, they're upgrading wall textures, stuff that makes it look a lot more current, so even though it's a pretty old game by today's standards, it's like seven or eight years old, it looks fairly competitive. It's a pain in the ass to run on Windows XP, but you can probably figure it out, and if you do, you'll feel all so much the better for it. And I guess it's basically impossible to find in stores, but there are a multitude of download sites on the internet that have that sort of thing if you're so inclined uh, i believe it's considered technically abandoned where and i'm not encouraging you to download things for free that don't belong to you but considering i've tried to buy a copy of system shock 2 just to have another in reserve at every game store i've ever went to and i found all of zero uh i'm not really going to hold it against you if you pick it up through less than legal methods What's more, if you can wait, if you're not slavering at the bit already to pick up this game. So in the near future, sometime next year, the original team is going to be releasing a game called Bioshock, which is somewhat of the spiritual sequel to System Shock 2. As mentioned, the greatest game ever made. So hopefully this is the spiritual sequel to the greatest game ever made. You know, it doesn't really have the cybernetic thing. They're going with more of a bionetic thing which is still cool because maybe you get like a tentacle arm and like grab a guy with your tentacle arm like scorpion from mortal kombat except not totally lame because everything related to metal combat mortal kombat is 
totally freaking lame. You, you know what I'm saying. So System Shock 2 is like the girl who will take her top off. And what more do you need to know? <laughs> you get out of here, chink. What is this? Uh, somebody's got to record a podcast. Solo cast? Yeah. Solo cast part two, because I deleted it yesterday. Because <laughs> I'm stupid. Where's Joel? I don't know. He's dead. <laughs>